0: If you're looking for premium quality vitamins and natural supplements, New Roots Herbal has you covered. Proudly Canadian and family owned for over 35 years, their dedication to quality and testing truly sets them apart. Each ingredient is rigorously tested by their ISO 17025 accredited lab from raw materials to final products. So you get exactly what is promised on the label. Pure and potent ingredients safe from heavy metals, pesticides and toxic chemical solvents. Guaranteed. New Roots Herbal products are available exclusively at health food stores. To learn more or find a store near you, visit NewRootsHerbal.com. U.S. residents can now find New Roots Herbal products on Amazon.com. Are you ready for a podcast on healthy living that isn't about having six-pack abs? A podcast for the rest of us. A show for everyone, for people of all shapes and sizes who just want the best information about living their best life. Join host Lisa Davis, MPH for Health Power. I just got a book that is so much fun and so inspiring. And now there's all these incredible things I want to do. The book is called The Workout Bucket List, Over 300 Life-Changing Races, Epic Challenges, and Incredible Hikes, Bikes, Lifts, and Runs Around the World in Your Gym, or right in your living room. It is by Greg Presto. I love that name. Now, Greg is a men's health contributor, fitness journalist, video host, producer, years covering health and fitness and sports. And this guy knows the fun places to exercise. Greg, welcome to Health Power.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for reading the epic title of my book. I know it's a, it's a mouthful.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's an epic book. I mean, when did you first get interested in healthy living?
1: I, def- I got interested in covering health and fitness in my very early 20s, early in my career. Um, I just wanted something that I enjoyed, that I could really help people with um, as a young reporter, young journalist, and so I sort of devoted myself to it pretty early and ended up working at Men's Health Magazine, and this was, I was in my mid-20s, I'm 40 now, and It was just an exciting time to be there as a young editor because people were getting more into exercise and there were more new ways to do it all the time, like CrossFit was brand new, Um, P90X was just out, and so people were talking about lots of new ways to get in the gym and all of this research was going on and all of these exciting things. And for me, all of that was awesome and it still is, uh, but I definitely always wanted to have that fun aspect. And so I got into collecting what would become this book starting way back then. So it's been almost 15 years of really focusing on trying to bring some fun into it for me.
0: What were some of the most surprising workouts that you found or what are the most exciting places? I mean, there's so many in the book.
1: As far as exciting places go, for me, some of the most exciting ones uh, were the ones around the world that you'd read about. Some of which I absolutely cannot visit and cannot do because I can't swim. But um, there's, you know, there there are people who will go out in uh, Scotland. There's a huge whirlpool that's always happening, and they'll go out, and you have to be a very accomplished swimmer to do this. But they'll swim to escape from this whirlpool. Or there's a race that swims from. Uh, Europe to Asia across the Bosporus and just so cool like such an amazing way to experience something like that and I know also there's a marathon in Istanbul that does the same thing where you run and you start in one continent and you finish in another that one's not in here but a friend of mine has done it and told me just it, it, You don't feel it, of course, just like you wouldn't feel it if you were crossing a state line, but just that knowledge of having done that feels really great. And then for me, some of the most interesting ones, one of my favorites, um, and this is the one when I'm telling people about the book for the first time that I often bring up, is a workout uh, inspired by the Titanic. So oh, yeah. I was... I don't even know how I came across this, but I, I was I was looking at something about... This um, gentleman named Jason King, who creates these letter-perfect, down-to-the-detail miniatures of the Titanic that have every room, every furnishing, every little plate and glass. And in a story about him or a video that I was watching, he talked about there being a gym on the Titanic. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, you're an expert on the Titanic. Can you tell me more about the gym? And he sent me photos of it and the floor plan. And so we were able to figure out all of the different pieces of equipment that are on the Titanic. And so some of them don't exist anymore. You know, there was a a thing called a horse riding machine. Um, But then there were other things that do exist. There were rowing machines in there. They look different than our rowing machines now. But a hundred some years ago, people were still doing rowing machines. There was a cable stack. So you could do cable exercises and things like that. And so I worked with him on finding out that stuff. And then we built a workout that you could have done in the Titanic's gym, but you can do it in your gym now. So it's one of these ways that you can take a workout and feel like you're in a different place even if you aren't in that place, you know what I mean? You could be oh, doing yeah. it right in your, in your gym that you go to and you can kind of travel through time or travel to a new place.
0: Well, not only is all the research impressive in all the different places, but the workouts are really detailed.
1: Uh, That was something I definitely wanted to make sure that I did was I wanted this to be something that you could have sit on your coffee table and flip through it and get inspired by something. But also, if you wanted to take it with you into the gym or snap a picture of the page with your phone and really have the instructions on what to do, how to do the moves, all those kind of things. I wanted it to be really a guide as well as just an inspiration sparker.
0: Well, it really is. And we're going to go through the different sections. This is part one, Workouts to See the World, a uh, chapter one, doing the most on the East Coast. Uh, I am on the East Coast. I am not really an ice skater, but something about ice skating in Vermont sounds fabulous. So tell us about this skating trail, America's longest skating trail in Fairleigh, Vermont.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's at a place called Maury Lake, and uh, it's about a two-hour drive from Boston. And when i first heard about this i was like i have to see this i have to see video of this i have to see and unfortunately for me a lot of this a lot of the reporting that i did for this book was during the pandemic so it was fortunately or unfortunately because for me it was also just like sitting at your computers being stuck in your house and thinking where can i travel through my computer right now to look at these cool things. And so just being able to see that online and talk to people that had done it at that time was great. Um, And some friends of mine had been there before who were from the Boston area. It's about a two hour drive. And instead of just skating in an oval shape, it's a path through the woods. And it's a big, I believe it's, yeah, it's four and a half miles long. Uh, Goes, you know, you go past villages, you're going through the trees. And it's just like the kind of thing that just seems like something that would only exist in a movie or a cartoon. Um, But you can go and do that. And it's only like 15 bucks. So it's just an unbelievable experience that you can have for not a lot of money that's close to a major city.
0: You know, I've got to get some ice skates on. I don't think I've ice skated in like 25 years, but I, I should because I'm about to I'm in the Boston area. So. That would be awesome. Uh, Speaking of movies, uh, go for a spooky, sweaty sprint at The Exorcist Steps in D.C.
1: Well, that one was easy for me because I live here in D.C. And so The Exorcist Steps are at the end of the movie. There's a scene where the priest falls down the stairs at the end. And those steps are in Georgetown here in D.C. And they are... Very, very, very steep. (laughs) And they're sort of legendary for being used for workouts. Um, The American University cross-country team, my understanding is they'll use it for workouts sometimes. Um, Some other people, and I know groups that will just go there and do stair runs on this. So you can go to these kind of movie scene spots and still do something uh, super fun. And it is a real intense set of stairs like they're they I think they're higher than code so they're on top of just being a lot of them they're very steep each one and so I've I go there every so often when I'm training for longer things like marathons and things like that I'll just run it's like 30 some blocks west of my house and do a couple rounds on there and then I want to take the bus home instead of running back
0: home (laughs) you know it's funny when I think about the exorcist so I remember my brother and I had gone to this, I was probably nine or 10. We had gone to this little carnival at this nearby school and we're riding our bikes home and I get home and my mom said, you need to sleep at Alicia's house for a week. First of all, wait, what? For a week during school? Yes, yeah, she watched The Exorcist and now she's having horrible nightmares. And I felt guilty because I was so excited to get to stay at a friend's house during the week. So I've never seen The Exorcist. It's
1: terrifying. It's terrifying. Truly,
0: had a really good time at their house. That was super fun. All right. Now let's go to chapter two, sweat through the South. I definitely want to do this snorkel with manatees in Florida's crystal river. See, what I like is that so many of these are like super challenging, but then there's like, oh, that sounds really lovely and relaxing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's just a really cool experience, um, that, you know, it may not be, and it's just like you're saying, like. It sounds relaxing. It it may not be the hardest workout of your life. Just like a lot of these things in here, you know, some of them are going to be incredibly difficult, but other ones they're just ways to experience the world that involve moving your body, which for me is what makes me excited. And what's really cool about this is that it's an established thing that you could do. You know, it's not like you're intruding on the animals that much. You're actually helping with the conservation by paying these guides and paying all of these things for this kind of stuff. But it's similar to the idea of going on some kind of safari or something, except you get to really interact with the animals. You can't touch them, of course. But um, but you get this opportunity to sort of see what it's like in their environment and move your body. And just I just can't imagine it's not... That one I haven't gotten to do yet just because of the pandemic. But, I mean, having done things where I've been swimming with sharks or things like that, it's just always really exciting to be in those... Situations where you get to see what it's like to be with the animals in their natural habitats. So for me, I, those kind of things are great.
0: Oh, I think that would be incredible. All right, also in that chapter, uh, this was interesting to me, Ride Cycling's newest mecca, Arkansas. I was like, okay, that I didn't see that coming together. Tell us about this. Right?
1: Isn't a, a lot of, you think of like, if you wanted to, to go to a cycling mecca, you'd go to Amsterdam, right? right? Or you might try to go do something from the Tour de France. But- there is the hub for this is Bentonville, which I believe is also the the uh, headquarters of Walmart, and um, they've created this whole trail system that connects all of the different towns. And there's hard stuff. There's easy stuff. You can go to museums from it, but you can also do really um, challenging mountain bike rides. One of the one of the most uh, the most I spoke to some people who have ridden in these trails and they said the must ride is something called the slaughter pen which sounds so scary but is apparently not (laughs) there are about 20 miles of trails that run through this area and there's plenty of beginner friendly routes within it so no matter what level you're on it's, it's like anytime you go to one of these places that have a lot of bike trails this is one of the things that I love similar to going to a ski resort There are going to be the greens and then there are going to be the black diamonds. And that's what people who love these trails in Arkansas have told me about them is it's that same thing. You can go there without a ton of experience and feel comfortable or you can go and be somebody who's really a great rider and get a great ride.
0: Wow, that sounds fun. The other thing that I would love to do is climb 13 stories to fly down America's tallest water slide, and that's in Dallas.
1: Well, you're braver than I am, because (laughs) that
0: sounds so fun.
1: (laughs) It sounds to me that those kind of waters, it's one of those ones that where the bottom drops out from the platform that you're standing on and you just fall.
0: Oh no! Never mind. I didn't read that carefully the, enough. <laughs> those
1: definitely frightened me a little bit. So you're braver than I am to want to do that. But I spoke to some people who are enthusiasts of those kind of water slides, and they say that it's you know it's a tiring climb just to get up there, but it helps makes it help make it worth it. You know, and a lot of times if you go climbing on a a hill or a mountain in a hike or something like that, it's like, oh man, now I gotta get down. But this this sort of takes care of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that sounds so much fun. There's so much in every single one. Let's go on to chapter three. Move it to the Midwest. This is interesting. Walk across a Mississippi River without getting wet. So
1: what I love about this this came from a, a great friend of mine who is a Minnesotan. And at the source of the Mississippi, which is like east of Fargo. Um, the, the trail, the, the way that the 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 river narrows at its, its, its source, you could just hop across some rocks and get across it. And it's like not very deep. And it's just like, hey, I crossed the Mississippi. Now, it's not like the hardest hike in the world. But the cool thing is that that park, which is at Lake Itasca, there are lots of trails. So you can do that, get that picture, you know, if if you're somebody who likes to get the, you know, get something for the gram and then <laughs> head out, get a little more, little more motion in on some of the longer trails, and you know, then go have a really awesome lunch. You're in Minnesota, maybe some cheese curds or something like that, and uh, have a great time. So I love, I love that. That is um, so accessible because anybody can do it.
0: Oh yeah. Now this one as well. Hike in two countries and see 100,000 flowers in one day.
1: This is North Dakota, um, which uh, I wanted to. It's a, well, it's in North Dakota and Canada. That's the two countries part. One of the things that I really wanted to do with the book was make sure that I got stuff from almost every state. And so I, you know, I'm lucky enough to have friends from all over the country and to spend so much time reporting for so many years that I could reach out to so many people and say, hey, what's a really cool thing to do in Nebraska? What's, you know, even if I haven't been to that specific thing, I could talk to them about it, get the details, because I wanted people to be able to look at these workouts and look at the book and know what they're really in for, not just have it be something that... You know, read out of nothing and, and basically without any real research behind it. So I wanted to make sure that everything had some stuff. And one of my friends who's from the Dakotas. I amazingly I have a friend from the Dakotas because there aren't a lot of people up there. If you're listening out there, thanks for thanks for being from there, folks. But um, this one is there's a place called the International Peace Garden, and it's um, it's made like I said, like it said, like you said earlier, hundred thousand flowers in peak bloom. In this park, and it straddles the border between Canada and the United States. And so when you go in there, you can um, walk between the two countries without having to go through customs each time. So you can be hiking and biking uh, on, I believe there are about 10 miles of trails in there. And you can be hiking and biking between the two countries sort of seamlessly before you come back through at the end.
0: Oh my gosh. That sounds And they, they also have a
1: triathlon in the garden. Um, so if you're the kind of person who's into that, you can uh, sign up and do a triathlon within the garden in July when a lot of the flowers are in blue. So you end up running by and biking and swimming by a lot of these flowers, which is really cool.
0: Oh, that is awesome. Now I've tended to pick some that aren't, I mean, they might be challenging, but maybe because I've got knee issues and stuff, but what are some from those first few chapters that are like first, you know, pretty athletic people, I would say, or pretty uh, strong people with good knees? Um,
1: you know, one of them is from those first few in the, in the US, one of the ones, it's it maybe even a kind of an in-between race. And it's one of my favorites that I've done. Is, uh, and they actually have one of these in Arizona too, but the one in North Carolina is called the Krispy Kreme Challenge. And you go, it's on the campus of NC State, um, and you run five miles, but in the middle, at two and a half miles, they give you a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. And the challenge is, I believe it's four I'm trying to remember how long the time is, if it's an hour or if it's forty 45 minutes or 50 minutes. The challenge is to try to run the whole five miles and eat all 12 donuts in an hour, basically. <laughs> and it is just such a fun atmosphere. It's, a, it's an atmosphere full of people in costumes, you know, dressed as donuts or Homer Simpson or whatever it might be. And there are people that can really fly, that really run this thing. And then there's you know, also people who are doing it more casually. You don't have to eat all 12 donuts. You can sign up as a casual, and you don't eat all 12. Um, but it is just such a fun atmosphere, and it combines that, people that are intense about it, because people will get intense about anything, as you know. Oh, yeah. if you go to <laughs> run a, If you go to a race where people are running a beer mile, there's somebody excuse me, who's trying to run a beer mile in five minutes while you're there. But other people are just there to have a good time. So it's, it's a great combination of those two things at this event. And one of the most fun races I've ever done, for sure.
0: Uh, this seems fun, but I wouldn't do it. Chapter four, make tracks in mountain time in American Southwest. Uh, jump off a waterfall in the Grand Canyon that sounds really fun, but I don't even like jumping off like a high diving board. I don't like that feeling of my stomach coming out through my mouth. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like, so I'd like to watch other people do that.
1: Yeah. And it's uh it's a really fun thing to, I haven't jumped off this waterfall. A coworker of mine did this one a few years ago. Um, and what she said with this one is the, the main, the main challenge is actually the rest of the trip because it's, it's a sixty foot waterfall that you can jump off of. Um, but you have to really want to do this trip into the Grand Canyon and plan it for almost a year in advance uh, because you're you're going to be doing like a three day two night camping and hiking trip. Um, but when it's when it's over, the the waters in this waterfall are this perfect blue. She said it was one of the coolest experiences she's ever had. And she was able to walk me through. I even had to take some details out of this one because she was like, park here at this oh. time. <laughs> and then you're going to go at XYZ time. And it was, I it was awesome interview. She's a fantastic resource for this one. Um, but that, I agree with you that that jumping off and having your, your stomach, the older I get, the tougher it is to do. Um, I did one of those a few years ago in um, Guatemala over
0: Ooh.
1: Thanksgiving. And, I, You know, you just kind of have to stand there and let it happen when you're ready to let it happen. My wife is extremely brave and just popped right off the edge. And I was like, I'll be down in a minute. I'm going to stand here and collect my thoughts a little. Um, but, but, you know, just an amazing experience. So,
0: Oh, that sounds so much fun. Uh, I'm I'm from California, so I've been out of California for 22 years. But oh, just the idea of picking up good vibrations, skating LA beach walks. Now I grew up in Northern, so I've never done that. But boy, when I was a kid in the 70s, roller skating was everything. We would roller skate on the sidewalks. We would roller skate at the roller rinks. Like someday I'll have to do that in LA.
1: And it's just the coolest. I mean, you know, having. And you know having seen even seen those beach towns it makes you want to just take them in more just because it's such a beautiful place and you understand why there was such a rush to want to move out there and people were like i dream of living there i remember the first time i saw them when i was in my 20s i was like this is the coolest and the first time i was roller skating between them i was like this is a really cool way to take them in even more slowly um so it is it is uh really fun and and with that one I had done some of it before but I spoke to some people that do it regularly to be like okay where should I eat when I'm done because for me I know that this is uh... (laughs) there are some people that don't want you to think about exercise and then what you're going to eat after but for me that's that's a big part of it, and I know it is for a lot of people I know who are, like, serious runners and cyclists and things like that is, all right, what, what are we going to eat? So, for me, that was a big thing um, that I tried to include with a lot of these, too, is, you know, talking to people about people who do these things regularly, like, where do you go right after to get something really good to eat that's worth sitting down for that you're like, I just – I know people don't like to say earned the calories or whatever I thing like that. that. I, it, I I don't think I don't think of it as a negative all the time though because I think of it's really a fun way to cap something like that off. You know, maybe the verbiage is just wrong.
0: I don't like the verbiage, is what I mean.
1: I mean, I know I'm not alone in this too because I just interviewed uh, about a week ago. I was interviewing a WWE uh, superstar, Sheamus, and he said the same thing. He does the same thing. He's like, you know, when I know I'm going to have a night out where I wanna go a little crazy. It's like, I might go a little harder in the gym that day. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that could be a great way to approach it as long as you're healthy about it and it isn't putting you in some kind of weird disordered pattern. Exactly, in which case, that's a good point, you know, yeah. those That's a whole other thing. But if you have a healthy attitude about it, and you know, a few weeks ago, I, I one of the ones for the book here, I did, I climbed the Space Needle. There's oh. a race up the Space oh. Needle in Seattle. I
0: love Seattle. And it's
1: so much fun. And as soon as you're done, you're like, let's go get something for breakfast because this is going to be, you know, almost a little extra celebration of the accomplishment of the fun and
0: acting. Yeah, absolutely. If you listen to the show, you know that I am a dog fanatic. If you love dogs as well and you want the best for your dog, be sure to check out DogPodcastNetwork.com. Again, that's DogPodcastNetwork.com. They currently have three fantastic shows, A Long Leash with James Jacobson, Dog Edition, and Dog Cancer Answer. So be sure to check them out at dogpodcastnetwork.com. The probiotic that my family and I take is Omnibiotic. These are targeted probiotics. They've got a highly effective powder delivery mechanism. They're clinically tested health benefits. They're vegan and hypoallergenic. You will get 15% off when you order through their website www.omnibioticlife.com. Just use the code Lisa Davis fifteen. That's O-M-N-I-B-I-O-T-I-C-L-I-F-E.com. All right, I'm going to move on to part two: workouts that let you be somebody. This is where I'm so excited because I did two in this section. I've swum in Walden Pond, which is flipping gorgeous. And in high school, I did the Jane Fonda workout, uh, work your body like 1982. Actually, I I should, who knows if I even did it. I was like the biggest slacker in gym. If the teacher looked away, like we're supposed to be doing leg lifts, I would just kind of sit there like a lump. And then if she looked at me, I'd start raising my arms up or something. So maybe I didn't quite do that one.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I wouldn't blame you if you were taking a lot of breaks during that one, because even though the Jane Fonda workout was everywhere at that time it is no joke if you do if you just go on youtube you can still find them because they're on youtube now so if you just type in jane fonda advanced workout you can watch that tape and it's honestly worth watching even if you don't do anything just because it's so entertaining everyone is having a great time but the thing that really impresses you too is that jane is not kidding around she is i mean she's got a big smile on her face because she's a great performer but she is really killing it on these exercises and if you try to keep up with her it's the outsides of your hip your gluteus medius which um, helps you know sort of abduct your hip uh oh my god by the time you're done with a few sets you want to hit pause because these are not a joke and it is but it is so much fun to just dial that up and know and especially for a lot of people out there I'm going to get a little silly science and technical here. That glute medius is something that gets weak and that can lead to things like your knees caving in when you're doing a squat or on the leg press and things like that, which can lead to ACL injury because our knees are supposed to bend like a hinge. They're not supposed to waver in and out. So those kind of exercises, this can be fun, but it can also create that kind of function that you want because that glute med and all that hip abduction, abduction, Um, is what you need to keep your knee health. So it's really great for you in addition to being a lot of fun.
0: The other one that I thought looked that I would love to do because I love ping pong is you have this great uh, chapter eight, Train Like a Champion, uh, Shred Your Core Like a Ping Pong Champ. And this is where you get a lot of great workouts. You have great workouts in part two. And then throughout the rest of the book, I mean, these are really detailed and easy to follow. And again, I'm going to get my glute needs strong so I can start doing them. But yeah, I was super impressed with all the work you put into this.
1: Thank you very much. Um... That one was really fun just because I actually knew about the sort of ping pong workout stuff because uh, I used to work at USA Today in sports, and I covered the Olympics. And um, we would do these these features about different athletes, and the the ping pong athletes were always one of the ones that impressed me the most just because you don't think of it from playing in your basement that they're going to need to be this sort of super athlete but there's so much endurance and so much power that's involved and a lot of it has to do with the trunk because unlike you or me who might play some ping pong and we're really using our wrist you know we're really hitting the ball with our wrist they're twisting their entire torso like a baseball swing every time that you when you think of those viral videos of these Players being 30 feet from the table, slamming the ball at each other hundreds of miles an hour, they're getting their whole core involved. And so I was able to talk to who was at the time the number one uh, table tennis player in the U.S., Kanak ja. Uh He's a multiple-time Olympian, and he provided this workout for me where he said, this is what I do for my core, and I do it every day. And so I, I love to be able to provide that to people, even though a lot of times, like you said earlier, sometimes these things are really hard. But... It's really fun for me at least, even when I can't finish one, to try one of these things out just for a few minutes to see what it's like to be that person. What are they going through to create this body that they can do this stuff with? And another core workout that that's true with is I have one in here from an artist from Cirque du Soleil.
0: That one stood out to me too.
1: And she, um, she's just unbelievable. What she can do every single day in a few minutes um and her core just has to be so strong because she does all of the acrobatic stuff and you know the the beauty of stuff like this is you can always dial it back so if you're somebody who's reading the book and you're trying this and they're doing you know the ping pong workout for instance i believe is 30 seconds on for each exercise but okay you can't do that do 10 seconds and then rest for 30. Or, you know, if he's got 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off, do 15 seconds and rest for two minutes. And you're still going to get that stuff because they didn't start zero to this either. <laughs> so it's, it's it, you know, you can always look at these things and take a piece of what they do and try it out for yourself, like see what it's really like to do it their way. But then, okay, now I'm gonna dial it back if I wanna actually make this part of my routine or this is something I wanna do once a week just to challenge myself. And that's the way I use a lot of these workouts. Is, you know, I have sort of my normal stuff that I do, um, whatever goal I might be training for, or if I'm in a maintenance mode, just doing certain kind of lifts that I normally do. And then I try to find time once a week for something like one of these, whether it's one from the book or another one that I'm working for. And you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I did this one six weeks ago. I wonder if I can do more of it now, or it might be a totally new one that I just wanna try out because I, I heard about it somewhere and I'm like, I wonder what that's like. And sometimes they're easier than you expect and sometimes they're way harder than you expect.
0: You know, in the uh, part three workouts that are ridiculously fun, you mentioned the donuts and the running. Uh, smash your stress with a sledgehammer. There's another interesting one.
1: This to me is just one of the most fun. This this goes right back to how I got started doing this stuff, um, making you know, being into these fun workouts. Um, one of the first ones that I did that inspired this sort of concept was pushing a car around but another one was the sledgehammer thing because the truth is in some of the sort of top strength coaches you'll hear them say sometimes nobody needs to hit a sledgehammer with a tire just true but you don't not need to like you can if you if that is something that you go out and you enjoy and you get your heart rate up there is no if you're not training to be an Olympian or an NFL player or whatever, or you don't have a workout that's prescribed to you by a doctor, this is totally something that can fit into your life and can be great. And and it can be incredibly cheap. That's the other thing that I really like about this is if you go to a used tire store near your house... And you tell them, can I have a damaged tire? They're going to be like, take as many as you want. We can't get rid of these things because they have to pay to get rid of them. So they'll give you one. You throw it in your trunk. You go to Home Depot. You buy a a sledgehammer. And you've got a workout you can do. Um, And you can do interval training with it where you're doing the swings on for time and over time like we just said seeing how much more you can do than the last time you could do more strength focused where you're mixing it with something where you're going to jump up and down off the tire i have a few options here in the book but there's unlimited things you can do with this and it's just a really fun way and like i said to get the stress out too if you want to get that sort of exertion where you've had like a rough week, and you're like, I just really need to hit something. That's okay. Go for it.
0: Oh, I need that. (laughs) (laughs) I need it more than once a week. So this one makes me laugh, because uh, I think I would definitely be better at this now. Are you fitter than a fifth grader? Find out, take the presidential uh, physical fitness test again.
1: I don't know what your school was like. But at my school, no one could hit the top levels on any of these things. And I remember thinking, who can do this? There was a kid in my school a year older than me who played in the NFL, and I'm pretty sure he could not do the pull-up numbers in the fifth grade. <laughs> funny. But it is fun now to look at it and see which things you're better at and which things you're worse at. Like, my, you know, like a lot of guys, my sit and reach is not as good as it was back then because I'm sort of tightened up all over. Um, But the chin-up thing, now you feel a little more confident about it. But now even you look at some of those numbers now and you're like, wow, those are hard. Even now, those were really high level things.
0: I happen to go to school with some very athletic kids, unfortunately for me. (laughs) I was like, what the (laughs) They're like doing a million sit-ups and pull-ups and I'm like, okay, I'm about to pass out. All right. Chapter 12, bring the kids Uh, Do the challenge workout of jump rope national champions. That sounds really fun. Tell us about that.
1: I love this. Um, So this all came from, they're used to air on ESPN2 or one of these other ones, the national jump rope championship every year. And you you think that it's just going to be people jump roping fast, and that is on there. But they also do these choreographed shows where they're jumping and flipping. And there are always a few of these teams that win. And so I spoke with the coach of the Summer Wind Skippers who are in Utah, and they win almost every year. The team competition, the speed competition, you name it. And I said, okay, most people who read this book are not going to be able to do flips when they jump rope just from reading the book. I don't want people landing on their heads. But can you, you know, is there something that you do with your kids that they can try out with their kids? And so she gave me this speed ladder. Which is just really simple, um, and I'm not remembering it all the way off the top of my head, but I believe it's you know jump for 15 seconds as many times as you can, rest for 15 seconds, jump for 30 seconds, rest for 30 seconds, yeah. and see if you can keep up with your kid. Because one of the things that I think is really fun, but sometimes not, I don't have kids, but I, you know, I'll do this kind of stuff with my nephew once in a while when I'm with him, is like, they want to feel like they can beat you at stuff. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> yeah. it's nice when they can and it's nice when they can't, too, from your perspective, depending on how old they are. Um, whether it's video games or whether it's, you know, doing something with your body, they like to feel that way. So it is it is a fun thing to do. Um, and th- this one is one that you can definitely do with your kids and see if you get better.
0: Yeah, well, I, I really would love to do this. Uh, chase a golden snitch like Harry Potter. I mean, let's do some Quidditch. That sounds super fun.
1: Yeah, and um, that that is a game that has become sort of a national sensation um, where I believe now they've changed what they're calling it. Um, but it has all of the elements from... Quidditch in the books, uh, when you play in an organized tournament, they have the three kinds of balls, they have the different kinds of players, there's somebody with a golden stitch, and what they have usually is a ball inside of a sock, a yellow sock that's sticking out sort of the back of their shorts, and they try to defend people from stealing the sock.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun.
1: But um, if you can't find, you know, a lot of the leagues, just like any kind of sort of smaller sport, If you reach out to the local league on your Facebook group or whatever, they'll usually be like, sure, we have a day you can come try it, things like that. That's how I tried Team Handball for the first time and a lot of these other things. Um, But the other thing that's really cool is if you go on the website of – I forget the name now – of what they're calling Quidditch now. If you go on their website, they have instructions for you to build your own hoops for just the basic – the, I believe for the the quaffle is the name of the larger ball, which is just a slightly deflated volleyball is what they use. And so they have instructions that you can build your own hoop pretty easily. You know, you don't need a bunch of tools. So if you wanted to do that with your kids, nobody's then the golden snitch. Nobody's the chaser, but everybody can do the quaffle part. And you can have that right in your backyard, really easy to put together.
0: All right. You know, you mentioned the gram earlier. I mean, I kind of stopped Instagram for a while because like I I work from home. Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot. You know, I go to the woods with my dogs and hang out with my family and some friends. And, you know, I'm not out and about taking tons of pictures and stuff. What's your favorite do it for the gram uh, in chapter 13?
1: One of my favorites uh, is because even if you don't go much of anywhere, you could do this one uh, is creating GPS art which um is something that i got into a little bit last year and really enjoyed doing um i spoke with a woman uh, she's a comedian her name is claire wyckoff um and she lives out in la and i don't want to get too vulgar but mostly she draws uh poop emojis and some other things that are not she draws like uh genitalia sometimes (laughs) uh but you could do all kinds of things, and there are these GPS artists who, using Strava or the Nike Run Club app, you'll go out and you map out where you want to run so that you draw a picture. Hmm. And so when you finish, the vertical map of what you did from the streets can make a representation of a picture. And she gave me some steps so that you can try it yourself, which I then used, and I have used a number of times. So on Valentine's Day here in D.C., I drew... A heart with an arrow going through it, and um, you could do it on a bike. There's a there's a guy in San Francisco who I spoke with. His name is Jacob Moser. He does amazing ones on a bike, like huge, and his are often activism based, which is really cool. They'll be for oh, for you know, right now he's been doing them to support the protesters in Iran and things like that. Um, there's there's another artist out in. Uh, California whose name is Lenny Mon, Maughan, M-A-U-G-H-A-N and Lenny draws these incredibly they take him all day to run but he did like the portrait of Frida Kahlo, the self-portrait that you think of he made that in the streets of San Francisco oh, Wow, it's really cool, I mean now the first time out you may not be able to do that but you can go out and draw a heart or a triangle or a square and it turns what you think of as, oh I don't go anywhere great. I don't do anything that's super Instagrammy. You can do something that you made some visual art that's really cool to share that you'd be excited about just from a normal walk or run.
0: Oh, that is so cool. You know, another one in this chapter, swim through swarms of jellyfish. So of course, the first thing I'm like, that sounds crazy. But then you write, don't worry, they don't sting. I love swimming. Like, that's my favorite thing. And so that sounds Amazing. Even if I don't get a picture, I want to do that. <laughs> it
1: just sounds yeah. incredible. It's it's really beautiful. I mean, it's um, it's now you got to go pretty far because it's over in Palau, which is out in the the Pacific. Um, but they have this lake where the jellyfish. I, I the density of the jellyfish in this lake is close to the density of the water. So you're just it's you're through clouds of them. Um, And I have a friend that did it, so they gave me sort of some of the inside scoop on who to talk to and things like that. Um, And it's more of a snorkeling because, you you know, you snorkel and then you take a breath, go down through them and things like that. Um, You know, for me, not much of a swimmer, so I'm not sure that I could pull it off, but the pictures are unbelievable.
0: Oh my gosh, I bet. Well, is there anyone that we, I mean, there's a ton we didn't mention. That's why people have to get the book. But is there one <laughs> that you were hoping I would ask about or or a couple that you want to talk about before we end today? And just, I have to say, I just commend you. This book, it needs to be on everybody's coffee table and then they got to take it and they got to go to the places. And if they can't go to the places, they can dream about them and they can work out at home and or outside and, and do all kinds of great stuff.
1: Sure. I mean, there are a lot in there that, get me excited there's a whole section on workouts from heroes um and i tried to it's you know there are policemen and firefighters and people from the military in there but i really wanted to expand that idea too to people like nurses and teachers and trailblazers and so a couple of my favorites are definitely in there one of which is i spoke with um the first woman ever to run the boston marathon and she gave me a workout it's very simple track workout, but um, just her story is really cool. And another one in there that I love is um, from Noah Galloway, who is a veteran who you may have seen on Dancing with the Stars. Um, He lost an arm and a leg, but he just has this really simple, perfect workout for when you're in a rut or you're feeling unmotivated, because he's this incredibly motivational guy. Super kind with his time, just a very nice guy. And all it is is It's 101 reps of two different exercises. Pick two exercises, and people can go out and try this one today. Take as many sets as it takes. You pick two moves, let's say air squats and push-ups. Try to do 101 of each, resting as much as you need. So you do three push-ups, rest. Do three push-ups, rest. Get to 101. Um, and it's, it is one of those ones, like we were talking about earlier, that you can do over time and see how much better you get if you choose the same exercises. Um, and it builds what's called work capacity. So you can keep track of your time. Like, okay, I did squats and push-ups, and it took me an hour. The next time, it took me 55 minutes. The next time, it took me 45 minutes. You know, whatever it might be um and the reason that he chose chose the 101 was he was in the 101st airborne so you could choose a number that represents something else to you you know like maybe your favorite teacher was in room 303 and you're going to do 303 exercises or 303 repetitions throughout your workout and think about that teacher during that time
0: because
1: um one of the things that One of the things, and I, I'll just talk about this really quickly before we go, oh, no is uh, positive psychology, uh, which is, as you know, something that is about not about being positive, but about improving your well-being. Um, one of the main things about it is our connection to others. And that's one of the main tenets of positive psychology. And what I love about sort of fun workout stuff is that it hits all of the different aspects of positive psychology, positive emotion, flow states, but the relationships part sometimes gets a little fuzzy. How is this going to compare to relationships? And I love being able to set, you know, we talk about set an intention when you take a yoga class, but if you set an intention to think about someone else that you care about or someone that inspires you, it can be a great way to turn a workout into something more for your well-being. And so I really like to do that. Um, You know, it may not, the person may not ever even know, but it may be something that spurs you later to write them a note. Oh, hey, I was thinking about you yesterday. You don't have to tell them I was thinking about you while I was doing a bunch of pushups. Just, (laughs) I was thinking about you yesterday and I wanted to say, (laughs) hey, and thank you. And another, and so I love any type of thing that can help us connect with other people um, as much as possible, especially because over the past few years and especially while I was writing this book, you know, sometimes we were separated from people that we really enjoy being with. And Absolutely. it's a cool way, even when you can't be with them, to connect with them, and then hopefully connect with them again in the real world.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you brought that up, and I know everyone listening, this has been coming up a lot, but it's just it's important. You know, loneliness is so incredibly bad for your health.
1: Mm-hmm. So ha-
0: I'm so glad you brought up that connection. It's incredibly important.
1: You know, I work I work a little more covering men's stuff than women's stuff, and for men, it's for men, it's especially tough with the so there's sort of a crisis of loneliness for men, and so when people can connect. Um, Through this kind of stuff to me, I think it's really valuable. And I think it's important to remember that if you do that kind of thing, um, you know, if you did did a workout that was inspired by somebody that you care about, that you know about, reach out to them and tell them because they are going to get more out of that than you think. Like there's been literal studies about this where if you reach out to somebody that you were just thinking about, you don't even have to say anything. It's like, hey, how are you? Just thinking about you. Nobody you think you think that it's not gonna mean much to them and you think that you're going to be inconveniencing them. But the the science shows that it means much more to them than you imagine and that it's good for both of your well-being. And maybe it'll turn into something where you want to do something together, whether it's physical or not, in the future, and you get more of those connections. To me, that's huge. So a lot of you asked one of my favorites, a lot of the stuff in here that are my favorites are the things that I think about doing with other people, having done with other people or wanting to do with other people because to me that's the biggest thing is let's let's connect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, you're fabulous. Uh, anytime you have stories about men, women, anybody, please just you know give me a call or email me because I just find you absolutely delightful and I love the book. Again, uh, The Workout Bucket List, Over 300 Life-Changing Races, Epic Challenges and Incredible Hikes, Bikes, Lifts and Runs Around the World in Your Gym or Right in Your Living Room. Greg, tell us all the ways we can learn about your book and and all your other great work that you do.
1: Thank you so much. Um, The book is available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com, or wherever books are sold, wherever you get your books. Um, Hopefully in your local bookstore. And if not, just go in and tell them to get you a copy, for sure. I'd love love for more bookstores to carry it. Um, And if you want to connect with me, if you have an idea for a challenge that I should try or something that... You want to try, um, you can always connect with me on Instagram. I know you may not be on it as much as I am, uh, which my uh, my handle is at like the magic word, um, like my last name, Presto, or I don't use Twitter very much, but you can connect with me on there at at Greg Presto or on Facebook at the, or on YouTube at the workout bucket list or on Facebook at the workout bucket list also.
0: Wow. You're amazing. I can't wait. I'm already so excited for our next interview. (laughs) Like He hasn't even said he wants to come back, but I'm like, you're coming back. Everybody, if you want to follow me, I'll start posting more on the gram. I really should. At Lisa Davis MPH. I'm also on TikTok and Twitter. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Go out and get this wonderful book and keep coming back to health power.